0: All right, somebody say monsters. Who was here last week? Who enjoyed Frankenstein last week? Come on. That was so awesome. We talked about Frankenstein. Listen, we're in the middle of a sermon series. This ends next week. Last week, we talked about Frankenstein. Uh, what we're doing for the next three weeks, well, this is week two. So for three weeks, we're, we're actually diving in to ideas of Halloween and seeing what we can focus on in monsters that actually can come a reality in our lives. Amen. So last week we talked about Frankenstein. Frankenstein was born, and literally we jumped into his story. He was born, and his creator ditched him. And he went around hurting people, looking for who he was. If you, if you don't have it, if you never heard it, go to our podcast. It's on there. It was really fun. And, uh, man, a lot of young adults ask, what am I supposed to do? What's, people, what, what am I supposed to do? I don't even know my purpose. Even sometimes leaders, come on, I, I want to grow in God. Is it joining worship? It, listen, God has exactly what he needs for you to be in your purpose. Amen? That was last week, I'm not gonna preach it. This week we're talking about vampires. Somebody say vampires. vampires. Say it with a little bit of like, vampires. vampires. Amen. Here's the truth, here's the, um, here's the idea of the sermon series. I promise you, this would make just tonight just come more close. Um, I want you to think for a second of all the monsters that are in comics, that you've ever seen in movies, and then really quickly, think about the monsters that exist in our nation, the people who do drastic things, the people who even do massacres. Think about, for a second, the monsters, the people we label monsters in our world, the terrorists. I mean, like, all the different people we label monsters. There's only two things that qualifies you to become a monster. And the two things, hear me, it's, it's how we judge your passion and how we judge your intention, right? So you could be passionate for something. And that's cool, you know, to each his own. That's like the world nowadays, right? Do whatever you want to do as long as it doesn't break laws, right? So that's kind of the world right now. So so everybody's doing their own thing. Here's the thing, that when you see a monster, you label them a monster based off what? Based off their passion and their intention. Because you don't wake up a monster. Nobody wakes up wanting to kill thousands of people. Like, that doesn't happen. What happens is, is that these people that do things that were are considered to be monsters, is started off. With something as small, I mean, I I don't know if you ever, like, heard of, like, serial killers. They start, like, killing animals, right? It's, like, usually, like, a sign, like, that's a sign. So no one ever, no one just wakes up on that side. They start over here, and it's step by step. I mean, decision by decision, passion by passion, intention by intention. And one day, they do this big coming out party, and the world's like, oh, my God, that's the monster. But realistically... There was actually something that happened when they were smaller that led them to that point. Amen? Here's the thing with church people. Sometimes church people do crazy stuff. And I believe that America is more into reaction than prevention. Everyone's focusing on this. This is what they did, and this is where they go, and this is where they belong. But no one's thinking of prevention. What's what's the root? And here's the thing. I'm not talking about for three weeks how you guys are all monsters. That's not what I'm doing. What I'm doing is us together, what is is tainted in our hearts? Because when, when you say passion and intention, the Bible translates that to heart and soul. And the Bible talks a lot about your heart and your soul to protect it, to guard it. So the truth is, is that whenever we end up in these areas of life, when we do something, we wouldn't even... I didn't even think I would do such a thing. The truth is is that it all starts from some type of confusion and some type of idea that builds day by day, day by day. That's why church people do some crazy things sometimes. That's why people who believe in Jesus sometimes do things in the name of Jesus that he was like, that's not me. Sometimes Christians are the worst people in our jobs. Sometimes Christians give the world a bad rep of who Jesus is. That's because they've been living with some things, and they've been walking in a direction, holding onto the label of Christianity. The truth is that without careful attention to the condition of our hearts and of our souls, we can slowly but surely be masking the very monster that will build inside of us a tainted heart and a confused mind. Somebody say vampires. Let me tell you about the vampire. The vampire. Let me say about the vampires. They're, they're really cool. I love vampires. I mean, like, when Twilight came out, I was Team Aww. Edward, all right? I'm sorry. I'd rather not be a dog. Where's Team, where's team Jake? You guys hear Team Jacob? No? Team <laughs> I love vampires. They're so cool. Here's the truth. Vampires, listen, vampires kill with their mouths. they will find you and they will bite you they kill with their mouth tonight we're going to talk about the mouth tonight we're going to talk about the tongue they kill with their mouths. the truth is the mouth is a weapon and listen you don't have to be a Christian to know that the world accepts this The, the mouth is a weapon Tell you this in elementary school: If you have nothing good to say, yeah. just shut up. So <laughs> my teachers say, "Shut up." Sorry. It's just what we, the world accepts this. The mouth is a weapon. The mouth has power. And sometimes, believing in Jesus, we expect God to do things that He expects us to do. Sometimes. I mean, like, God, can you help this? And he's like, just speak over it because your mouth is a weapon. I mean, look what James says. The book of James is the most lethal book in the Bible to me. It's personally like a demon slayer, like bam, bam, bam. If you ever want to get, like, challenged, read the book of James, specifically the message version. Any young adults here that read the Bible? Anybody read the Bible in here? It's like the book of who? Book of who? Book of James. And I'm going to read what the Bible says about the mouth. Oh, the truth is that the mouth, listen, you can kill someone with your mouth and, and not, not so much physically. I mean, sometimes your words can lead people to hurt themselves physically. Did you know that? So it kind of does. But I mean, that's why schools are focusing on bullying because kids are alive, but they're walking like they're dead. Kids are in school, and they're, in, and they're, they're there, but they're not really there because they just got bullied on the bus and so so you have with the power of your mouth the power to actually hurt and destroy and and also with your mouth you have the power to suck the life out of a person Did you know that that you being a person of just like you can literally suck the joy out of somebody using the weapon in the wrong way And it's okay to tell someone they're sucking the life out of you Speaking it out forever, hold your peace. Look what the Bible says about mouth. Look what it says. James. Oh, I'm telling you, this, this book is crazy. It's like wild. Look what this says. And I love the analogies. A bit in the mouth of a horse controls the whole horse. What does that mean? You ever been horseback riding? The ropes you have, you know, they're attached to the rope, the, the mouth of the horse. And where you pull the rope determines the direction of this huge horse. The Bible is taking that as an analogy. You control a horse through the mouth. The mouth is a strong thing. The mouth is a powerful thing. We continue reading. It says a small rudder on a huge ship in the hands of a skilled captain sets a course in the face of the strongest winds. A word out of your mouth may seem of no account, but guess what? It can accomplish nearly anything or destroy it. Verse 5, it only takes a spark, remember, to set off a forest fire. Spark. A careless or wrongly placed word out of your mouth can do just that. By our speech, we can ruin the world, turn harmony to chaos, throw mud on a reputation, send the whole world up in smoke, and go up in smoke with it. The mouth is a weapon. Mouth is a weapon. My dad, he worked, he wasn't always a full-time pastor. He worked in a law firm. Then he eventually transitioned to translating in courtrooms and such. He told me a story once. They did a case study with the people at his job. This was the case study. They had two groups, group A, group B. They brought them in a room, into the courthouse room, and they said this. They said, okay, guys, we're going to ask you to build a house of cards. Stand up as high as you can, as big as you can, all right? And we'll call you guys out one by one. So they left, all right? So now everyone else in the room, the leader of the case study, he goes, hey, guys, this is what we're going to do. The first group that comes in, we're going to discourage them. We're going to tell them, you can't do this. You're not capable. Boo, just make noise, like really just like degrade their, their morale, like just really just destroy them with your words, all right? So let's try that. So right. All right, send group A in. Group A comes in. It's like a deck of cards, and a round table. Everybody's around them. It's like, all right, you have like five minutes to build the size of cards. Ready, set, go. And once the timer goes on, everyone's like, boom, oh, you can't do it. So like, everybody's like, oh my god. So they're starting to build. I mean, they didn't even get like this high, like up and down, up and down. Oh, gosh, oh, we can't do it, we can't do it, right? So uh, time's up. I right, thank you, Group A. And like, never forget y'all. <laughs> they leave. Group B comes in, interesting. Before they come in, the leader says, hey, guys, we're going to uplift them. We're going to encourage them. We're going to cheer them on. We're going to tell them they can do it. So they begin to put cards together, right, and was like, you can do it. Woo, you got this. Woo, 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 I mean, five minutes of just encouragement, like everyone in the room. Woo, woo, woo. You got it. You got it. Do it, do it, do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the closest I'll ever get to cheerleading. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They built a whole house of cards. I mean like huge. In five minutes, six people put together a huge house of cards. And they determined what we all know, that the mouth is a weapon. Yes, it can be used for bad, but man, it can also be used for good. It can be used for good. Here's the thing. God gave your mouth for a reason, amen? Here's my question. Like I said earlier, sometimes we expect God to do things that He expects us to do. For example, sometimes we get in our prayer corner and we're like, God, can you please help my family? Because my sister's ratchet. And my brother, oh, bless him, baptize him. I can't. I come home, complain after complaint. He's dirty, he stinks. Got my mom, she is so annoying. Help me with my mom. Haven't talked in months. I can't look at her. Her voice, the way she wakes me up. Why did she wake me up like that? Why? Blasting Hector Laveau, like all around the house. Like, what's going on? Agua, I need no, shut up. Who's Hector Laveau? What's that? What's going on? That was Mark Anthony. He played Hector Lavoe, though, right? That's Hector Lavoe. That's Hector Lavoe, guys. The original. I'm playing. (laughs) Help my mom, she's crazy! God, can you please help my dad? Oh! Why is he hitting me so hard? (laughs) That's just a personal problem. What are you doing that you're getting hit at 27? What's going on? We're praying. Imagine walking into your house encouraging people. What will your house look like in six months? What if you encourage your sister every day? Listen, I, I just want to let you know I love you. Start with that. I love you. Listen, I know you're trying to, you know, work and school and it's really bothering you. Listen, I believe in you. You're going to make it. Maybe the next time you talk is not what you guys have to engage. Maybe you guys are actually building each other up. What well, if the next time you talk to your mom, listen, mom, I know I got a lot to do. I know I suck as a son, but I want to let you know that I love you. And every morning, if you could just lower the music just a little bit, so I can sleep. Hey, Dad, I know you hit me hard, but if you could just, like, lower the strength. You use a different belt. Like, no one wears stud belts anymore. But you see what I'm saying? We expect that God fix my family, but he's given you a mouth to speak. He's giving you a weapon. And with that very weapon, you can use to build your family. And it's quiet in here because tongue and taming it and your mouth and words is hard. Especially if you are never going a day empowering somebody. Woo, get used to being in church. Look at your neighbor and tell them, they look awesome. Look at your other neighbor and say, I believe in you. Come on, we're practicing. Look at your first neighbor and say, listen, your best is yet to come. Look at your other neighbor and say, you look amazing. See you here next week. Look at your first neighbor say, you are anointed. anointed. Look at your other neighbor and say, you're a, you're a child of God. Look at your other neighbor and say, why are we still doing this? Here's why. I'm sorry, guys. Lower my mic a little bit. Actually, no, keep it there. <laughs> it takes practice. Nobody wakes up just being the most awesome person ever. Your family will start loving you if you start loving your family. Because God's going to work on them, and you're going to stay stuck. And now, but the issue was, now that's you. Stop praying stuff from God that he expects you to do. Speak life into your family. Man, God, I'm praying for my job. Man, my coworkers suck. I hate working with her. I hate, I hate, I hate, I hate, I hate. Walk up to your coworker next week. I'll let you know I believe in you. I just want to let you know, I don't want to say it, but I love you. I'm praying for you. Next time she sees you, she's like, oh, I was going to annoy you today, but you a son of God and you a child of God, so I can't touch you today. Do You see what's going to happen? It's just going to start changing stuff. And then when you see the power, when things actually start changing, when you see that God gave you a tool, he gave you a weapon, and he wants you to use it, you can't wait to empower somebody. You're like, go to Dunkin' Donuts. You're the best barista ever. Put a double shot in there, girl. Have a good day. You too. Go to Chick-fil-A. My pleasure. Your pleasure. It was my pleasure. Pleasure is all mine. Man, what if we live life just empowering each other? Especially in here, like, sometimes leaders talk about each other. What are you doing? Yeah. You should feel awkward if someone trusts you with gossip. That should make you feel weird. Why are you the first person to know everything? Why do people trust you with gossip? It's because you're going to send it far? What's going to happen? No, no, no. Gossip stops with me. Stops with me. You're talking, about, you're talking bad about somebody? Listen, that's not what God wants to do in my life. That's not what he wants to do in your life. Stop throwing dirt on people's reputation. See, the enemy, what he wants to do, he wants to divide us. You know he wants to do that? He doesn't have to kill us to kill us. He just has to divide us. Walking in here with a mask on saying, I love everyone, when the person in front of you you got beef with. The Bible says confront these things. Talk about these things. Don't move on if you don't clear these things out the way. Talk about it. And if you walk in with a mindset of empowering, woo! It's going to be the best night of your life. What if the next time you go to work, you just empowering your coworkers and and encouraging your boss? Listen, you know I'm a Christian. You still don't give me Sundays off, but listen, I still love you. (laughs) I'm still praying for you. You want to come on Friday? What you doing this week? What you doing? And people are going to start seeing you for who you really are. They see the actions, but they don't see the talk. Like, I know the statement, you're all I'll talk, no, you know, all talk, no walk, whatever. Sometimes it's vice versa. We're walking like Christians, but we don't talk like Christians. Sometimes they know us because of where we go, but they don't recognize us because of what we say. I know you're a church person, but why are you so mad all the time? Do I really want your God? It's time to, it's time to, it's time to use this weapon for good. Amen? Can't imagine what your house would look like with empowerment in six months. Can't imagine what your job would look like with a little bit of empowerment in six months. Anybody in a relationship here? Anybody got girlfriends, boyfriends? The few, the proud? Come on, we're standing strong. God, my girlfriend, she's so annoying. God, my boyfriend, he's so crazy. Listen, I know you're crazy, but I love you. you just gonna—it's just gonna start coming out of you. Like, I believe in you. Listen, listen, listen. We got purpose together. Listen, we—we we got. To, I can't move without you. Are we on the same page? Because I want God to be the center of my life. How about you? Come on, let's do this thing for my singles. But God, just do something in, in the person I'm gonna meet. Can I mean, you just soften their heart tonight. You can you just align the stars in a perfect way? Work on him because he's mine, Lord. He's mine. Are you ready to be a wife? Are you ready to be a wife? God, ready, ready? God, instead of working in up, God, could you work on me? God, I want to be the person that I want to be with. Work on me, Lord. Empower yourself. Look in the mirror and say, I'm a child of God. And if he don't want me, I got a God that still wants me. And there's somebody down the line waiting for me. He's going to love me. He's going to be with me. He's going to cherish me. I've got to settle with these boys. i got to settle with a cheater. i don't got to settle with none of that. God has something for me. feels like a women's conference in here. Woo! God just softened his heart. God softened my heart. God work in him. God work on me. God just align the stars. Do something in me. Because usually what I think you're doing is not what you're doing. I love what Jonathan mentioned earlier. His ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. We know what God has given us. But man, what if we're missing all the time what he's protecting us from? He's just protecting you. What if that want in your life is actually what's going to set you up for destruction? God, instead of working in everyone, God, work on me. I want to look in every situation and with my weapon of a voice, I'm going to empower somebody. I'm going to lift people up. Let people, listen, I love, I, I met a boy He's a man, actually. I met a man, and his name was Jesus. Now I'm playing. I'm not going to say his name. This dude's really cool. We just crossed roads, and we just kicked it off. And one thing I noticed, like, you know, I do the Christian thing a lot. I preach, whatever, whatever. We're talking. I'm like, man, he's never asked, like, he never said something about himself. And the reason I'm loving this conversation is because it's all about me. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, I'm doing this, and I'm doing that. And that's my girlfriend. Look, that's her. I promise. I promise. Look, at her. I know, I know. Don't judge me. Prayer request. Answered. (laughs) I'm talking, I'm like, man, I love this dude. I actually love myself. I'm talking, man, I love hanging out with him. I love hanging out with myself. And it was a news flash. I was like, man, I want to be like him, but being like him is being like other people. Being like him, acting like him, is actually not loving yourself, but loving others so much that so you can sit somewhere randomly. You could be five minutes late to class just talking to somebody on the way, trying to empower them and hear them and listen to them and show them you love them. God has given you a weapon with your mouth. What are you going to do with it? God, my finances. God, I, I'm stuck. I don't know how I'm going to do it. I've got debt, i got loans. I'm going to pause. God, can you speak over this? He's like, I gave you a mouth. You speak over it. Speak over your finances. Speak over it. You have power. Power of life and death. I mean, let's just go to the beginning. Genesis chapter 1, the earth was formless and void, and darkness was over the surface of the earth, and the Spirit of God was moving over the surface of the waters. Then God said, let there be light, and there was light. He did not create light. He spoke light into existence. He spoke it. Sometime after the son was born, he spoke the sun. There was light before there was even a sun. It's because he said it, and there's power in what he says. And then it says in Matthew 4.4, this Jesus. He steps into the picture, and he says, listen, it's written, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then it says in Psalms, Thirty-three. The skies were made by God's command. He breathed the word and the stars popped out. Listen, we're talking about God's mouth. When the Bible mentions God's mouth, hear me, they're not talking about a literal mouth with lips and teeth and a tongue. That's not the mouth the Bible is talking about. The Bible is talking and referencing the source of the voice. And the only way you understand the source of a voice is connecting it to your mouth. God doesn't literally have a mouth where he's just like, ha, la, la, you know what I mean? Like speaking. God doesn't have a mouth, but God speaks. So the source of his words come from his mouth. But he doesn't have one. But he's alive and he's speaking. Amen? If God had lips. He had a creator. There is no creator over God. He is the creator. He was not created. He is the highest being. And he created us. So, what we know the source of sound comes from is from lips, and it's from a tongue, and it's from a mouth. So, when God says, I'm speaking to you, the source of what I'm speaking to you from is my mouth. So, He's speaking to us and he's speaking to us, and he's speaking to us, and that's important to catch. You know why? Because when Jesus steps in, he is speaking, and lives are beginning to change. He is speaking, and chains are beginning to break. He is speaking, and demons are beginning to flee. He is speaking, and lives are beginning to be transformed. He is speaking, and someone in the crowd, someone's weeping because they've been healed. They've, they don't feel the, the cancer anymore. He's speaking, and, and literally skin is coming back to life, and lepers are beginning to walk full and whole again in health. He is speaking, and the world is turning upside down. I mean, like, he is just opening up his mouth, and the truth is, is that when God created you, he said, I'm going to give you eyes so that you can see me. I'm going to give you ears so that you can hear me. I'm going to give you hands so that you can create and grasp and hold. I'm going to give you feet so that you can continue to move forward. But listen, I'm not done. I'm going to give you a mouth so that you can open up your mouth and greater things you will do in my name. Come on, somebody. I'm going to give you a mouth so that you can speak things into existence. I'm going to give you a tongue so that you can turn this world upside down. I'm going to give you a mouth and that if I'm with you, come on, anything can happen. You can tell a mountain to move and it'll run. So open up your mouth. That's what I gave you. I gave you a mouth. So here's the truth. The question is tonight, what will you do with it? You got a mouth. You got a tongue. Anybody believe in Jesus in here tonight? Anybody believe in Jesus? Come on, that's like five people. Does anybody believe in Jesus tonight? I think a Christian with a voice is the worst thing to happen to the kingdom of the enemy. A Christian with a voice. A Christian with an opportunity. A Christian with a little bit of breath in their lungs. Come on, a, a Christian is really to speak and empower people. That's why we worship like crazy, y'all. That's why we go ham. And We worship like, yo, they be worshiping like crazy. Listen, there's power in my voice when I speak. What would my relationship with God look like if I didn't stop empowering him? Instead of going to him like a fairly God parent, God, I need this, I need this, I need this. Can you do this? Can you do this? What would your relationship with God look like if you empowered him more often? God, you're so amazing. God, you're so good. God, I lift your name. God, your word is revelation. Your word is a fire in my bones. You will walk in, and listen, you will walk in believing the God of the Bible and not just hearing of him. Come on, he's going to come to life in your life. What will you do with him? What will you do with it? But pastor, see, pastor, you don't know. You don't know. Because the way I grew up, ain't nobody empowered nobody. I mean, like, the only time my mom got a compliment was, like, on Mother's Day. And I was like, great job on the meal. Thanks for cooking. I don't know what empowerment looks like. I don't know what that looks like in a relationship. I don't know what that looks like in my family. Like I'm going to come off weird. I don't know. All I know is that I'm using this weapon in this direction. All I've ever known is how to roast somebody, but I never learned how to compliment somebody. All I've ever known is how quickly to tear someone down, but man, no one ever taught me how to build someone up. All I've ever known is using my mouth in the wrong direction. And now we're meeting Jesus and that's deceit and the gossip is continuing in church. And now you're wondering why your relationships are going down. You're wondering why your blessings are going down. It's because the direction in your voice, in your mouth is still bringing people down. When the reality is that all Jesus wants to do is reach more people. You should feel bad when you're speaking down about somebody. Because that's what God's calling you to reach. It should hurt you to see other people hurt, because that's what hurts God's heart. And the truth is, is that I'm going to point my weapon in a different direction. I'm going to use my voice. Instead of bringing people down, I'm going to say, God, how can I build somebody up? How can I build somebody up? You know it's the truest thing, but the saddest thing? Usually when people die, that's when we think about what we should have said, and what we should have done, and all the words we missed, and all the, all, all the I loves you, we should have reciprocated. And all the times we could have spoke. I, I was Googling some stuff, and I found a letter from a young boy. He wrote to his mom. He was a student. He's probably like your age, our age, your age. The same age. The this, this title of the letter is, I finally get it, mom. I'm going to read you the letter. I finally get it, mom. So stay with me. We we'll do a lot of reading, so stay with me. He says, mom, thank you for staying up at night just to wait till I came home. Anybody, anybody got a mom like that? Like, I'm not going to sleep till my mama. Since she's walking in, I'm going to sleep then. My mom just told me that after like 21 years of life. She's like, we don't go to sleep till you guys walk in. I'm like, dang. should have told me that. <laughs> I'd rather have not known, actually. I would have not known. She says, mom, thank you for staying up at night just to wait till I came home. Mom, thank you for believing in me and supporting me in every sport I tried out for. Mom, thank you for helping me and pushing me to be a better person and a better learner. Thank you for reading me stories as I fell asleep, and thank you for helping me be a better person. All those nights I came home late, thank you for waiting for me. Thank you for always checking up on me to see if I was okay. I could not have made it in school this far with you, and it's going to be so hard to continue without you. When I heard that you passed away, I died inside. I was angry, I was hurt, I was confused, but soon after all those emotions, I automatically thought of all the words that I should have said to you, automatically thought of all the things that I should have said to you that I didn't. I reminisced on moments I could have spoken up and I didn't. I thought of all the times I didn't say I love you too, all the times I didn't say you meant the world to me, all the moments that I missed thinking I knew what tomorrow held, but I get it now. I get why you held me so tight. I get why you loved me so hard. I get why you told me you loved me every single day. I believe, and you believed in me so much. You told me everything that I could achieve. You told me that nothing can stop me. I get why you told me I meant the world to you. I get why you loved me like there was no tomorrow. I finally get it, Mom. I miss you and I love you. See, the truth is sometimes we forget the power of words until we missed the chance to deliver it. All those relationships where you could have said something. I graduated 2014. 2015, my boy Stanley, he's locked up for life. He was not a murderer. He was not a thief. He's not, that's not who he was. He was just in the wrong crowd. He was pressured into making money. Got kicked out of his house. He's life in prison. Bought with him every day at the rack. Man, all the things I could have said to him. Even if it's just, yo, Friday nights. The truth is, words mean so much more when you're not allowed to say it anymore, right? That's when they mean the most. So, where are you in life right now that God's giving you opportunities to speak? I mean, He's giving you power, He's giving you a weapon, I mean, He's giving you authority. I mean, look, I'm done tonight worship team come up. He's giving you authority. He's giving you power. What are you going to do with your voice? What are you going to do with it? Listen, you're surrounded every day with so many opportunities, I mean, to just bring people up. I mean, like, this is what I hope is happening. Thank you, Jose. You're the bomb. I love you. I'm empowering you. You're amazing. I love you. Thank you for leading a hope group and Valencia-Poetiana campus. I freaking love you. And he's single. And he's a man of God. And he has purpose. And you're gonna be up here one day. You hear me, Jose? You're gonna be up here one day preaching to people. That's what you're gonna be. I'm gonna just start empowering people. Can I do that? Jeffrey? See, empowerment makes you feel good, makes them feel better. So that makes me feel better. And that makes everyone feel better. Jeffrey, I love you. I appreciate you. When you went to college and you drove down Friday nights, hours, just to be away from that environment in the weekends because you trusted your church fam more than your world fam. Thank you for doing that. And then joining ministry, so now you're driving hours to be at church, and now you're in the parking lot welcoming people. Thank you for that. Thank you for coming up to me and saying, how can I serve more? Because most people would stop there. And I said, dude, at 6.45 a.m., we're going to be meeting here. Thank you for every week picking up all the equipment and all the bins and all the boxes to make our church happen at Osceola High School. I love you. I believe in you. Thank you. Because of you, through you, hundreds of people said yes to Jesus because of you. Waking up early. It's not my salvations because I'm up here. It's your salvations because you had a say in that. I love you. I believe in you. There's a purpose for your life. There's a reason for everything you went through. There's a reason for it. God has it. He's going to work it for your good. It's for you. I love you, Jeffrey. I'm going to try not to cry. Amen? Somebody else. I'm going to do one more person. Andrew, I love you. I believe in you. I've seen God work miracles in your life. Andrew, stand up so everyone knows it's you. Stand up, stand up, stand up. All right, sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down. I love you you were praying something big and God showed up big and you're going to be a testimony to so many people of your faithfulness in God your love for people I believe in you bro you're going to lead these young people pretty soon God's going to use you he's going to elevate you you feel unqualified you feel incapable and God said that's exactly who I want to use I love you I believe in you You did not stumble into new birth. You didn't come here because your parents came here. God had a plan and a purpose in your life. And now you're driving my dad on Sundays. And I don't get those rides. You get them. And that's for a reason. It's for a reason. God's going to build you so much in this new season. It's going to grow you like crazy. Take notes. Because this mic is yours one day, bro. Probably not in this house. Probably not in this house, but somewhere in a house. I believe in you. I love you. Working Chick fil A overtime to pay for classes that you shouldn't be paying for because you're bright, you're smart, you're intelligent, you're single. Stay single. These girls don't deserve you. She's, on, she's coming. She's coming. She may be here. I don't know. She's coming. I love you, Andrew. I want to kiss you in the cheek. Empowerment works. Here's the thing. Sometimes we think empowerment works from top to down, right? We assume that because that's what the world says. Anything only matters when someone above you says something to you. That's not true in the kingdom of God. Empowerment is horizontal. It's not vertical. It's horizontal. We're all together the only one. Above us is God himself. If you are a human being, if you're breathing, if you're alive, I have the ability and I have the capability to speak life and to empower you. Everywhere you're at in any moment, I can lift you up. Imagine a church. We just start empowering each other. like. It's going crazy. And now our families are getting empowered. And our prayers that are now answers because we started making decisions. Because we started walking in this thing called grace. Because we started believing that God is for everyone. Amen. Here's what I want to do. I want to sing your word. That song is the best. But before we sing it, how about we shut off all the lights for just a moment. And I just want piano. And I just want every head bowed, every clock, every eye closed. Thinking faster than my Every head bowed, back closed. Just be here, man. See, Pastor, I don't do this. Listen, being a Christian means you're going to be doing things you don't want to do. I'm not used to this. Listen, being a Christian means you're going to be submitting things to God that you've never submitted to no one. I don't know if I could do this. You don't know if you could do what. You don't know if you can let God in you for real? God, don't just control my actions, control my words. You have given me a mouth for a reason. I don't need a mic to be a minister. I don't need a platform to be a world changer. giving me a mouth for a reason. Yeah, you give me ears to hear, but you give me a mouth to speak life into dead places, into terrible dark places. I walk boldly with the power of God, because if I have a mouth, mountains will begin to move. Things will begin to change. Jesus was clear. Greater things you'll do in my name. Come on, just open up your mouth. and Speak it into existence vampires, all they do is kill with their mouth. I am not a vampire. I'm a child of God. If all they do is kill, then all I do is bring life. And I will fight for this. I will fight for people. I will fight for this. Every head, be eye, close. Next time someone comes to you, hear me, tearing people down, I want you to make them feel awkward. In the name of Jesus, question them. What are you doing? You don't know the situation. You don't know what they're going through. You don't know what issues they're dealing with. Why are you judging them? Since when were you the judge? Don't speak about something that came out to light when you have more in darkness. Just because you know how to hide it better doesn't mean you don't have it. Christians in here, every head back So many Christians in here that are just they're battling right now. Everything in them is saying, "You have nothing to say." That is a lie of the enemy. You see, the devil wants to keep you quiet. He wants to keep you silent. I will not be silent. I will not be quiet. I will look for any moment, and any situation, to lift up somebody. that same spirit, all over this place, we have so many guests in the room tonight. Listen, we love you. We thank you for coming here. You don't have to believe with us to belong here. And I know there's some things you got going on. We all got some things going on. Listen, keep coming on Fridays. Something's gonna start changing. Join the hope group. Let's talk about these things. Let's talk about it. Listen, in the same spirit, all over this room, maybe you've never made this decision to follow Jesus. Listen, tonight is your night. I don't know. Everybody have closed. I don't know if this gap will, will never be available to you ever again. I don't know if this window that God is giving you right now a divine moment to change your life. God forbid you get to heaven one day and say, God, you never gave me a chance. He said, Yes, I did. In October in 2017, I used a little short dude to speak to you. And I gave you a choice. And I said, what are you going to do with this message, with this gospel, with my love? What are you going to do with it? See, I don't know what tomorrow holds. I don't know what tomorrow's going to look like for you. I don't know what next week's going to look like. But listen, do not let this chance go by. It's a window from heaven right now. It's a window from heaven. You can trust this church. Not because of me, because of Jesus. He's in this church, I promise. You can trust this church, not because of the leaders, because of Jesus. He's in the leaders. You can trust this church. Let's grow. Let's be better people. All over this room, if you're here tonight and you want to make a decision to follow Jesus for the very first time, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand on the count of three. you want to make a decision to follow Jesus, I want to encourage you for just a moment. Most of the people in this room haven't been Christian for that long, all right? So we made this decision not too long ago. If you're here tonight, you want to make this choice on the count of three. I want you to raise your hand. Also, what if you're here and you want to reconcile with God? You want to rededicate your life to Jesus? Maybe, maybe you started walking in the path. Maybe maybe you've gone astray. Maybe you you lost you, you lost that, that strength in you. And you thought you can work your way to God, but but, but in reality, you, you can't do nothing only accept him. Come on, if that's you tonight, you want to make a decision to follow Jesus on the count of three, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand. If you need to reconcile with Jesus, if you need to make a decision to follow him, if you want to rededicate your life, come on, the music's going to begin to pick up, and we're going to begin to worship, but do not let this time pass. If you want to make a decision to follow Jesus tonight, on the count of three, I want you to shoot your hand up. One, listen, don't let this time pass you. The Bible says the moment of salvation is is now do not let it pass by do not let it escape you to god is calling you he is leading you he is here come on he loves you he set this day apart from every other day he is walking with you come on he has the best for you come on he's giving you a church that you can grow in that you can believe in it is safe to bring your sin here it is safe to bring your struggle here it is safe to bring your issues here because where there is issues come on there is god and he is willing to fix them if you want jesus on the count of three raise your hand ready one two three shoot your hand up like you're unafraid. come on here we go one two three four five six seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, come on, your word, would you begin to stand up, come on, you begin to lift your hands in this moment, begin to worship God, come on, your word, your word will not be shaken, let's go, come on.